Cat and Moose podcast. I'm Cat and I'm Moose. This is a true life podcast where we explore the quirks of being human. Hey Cat. Hey Moose. Hey Sarah. Hi guys. Okay, so where are you guys? We're we in are in a new studio. We are in yes. a new studio inside of Sarah's RV. Yes. In um, Fort, Collins. Fort Collins, Colorado. Colorado. And where is Fort Collins in Colorado? It's just one hour north of Denver. Correct. Cool. Like Boulder-ish? Yeah. So it's just east of Boulder. So um, about 30 minutes from Rocky Mountain National Park. Yeah. Wow. Good old Rocky Top. Rocky Top. Colorado. Uh, Kat, we tried to do this yesterday, didn't we? Man, we did. And like, I just feel like the rhythm of the universe was not right, man. No, it was not like, working. It, it like, we, there was a lag in, in timing of the Zoom. Like our audio was messed up. Like I wasn't feeling good. You guys weren't feeling good. And there's something about just saying, you know what? Like this isn't working. Mm-hmm. Let's do it another time. That... Yeah. That just really, um, it's hard for me because I'm like, well, this is the time we said, and this is what we have planned. And now I have to adjust my plans and you guys have to adjust your plans and all of that. And I'm also just really like today, like I'm so prepared. Yeah. Like Mm. I have so many notes, like our, our internet connection is working great. Um, I've had a really productive work day. And so I'm curious if you guys are feeling better about being together today. Definitely. I wasn't even in the right mood <clears throat> to be recording yesterday. I just, I didn't have any sense of um, anything. Ex- recordation. Recordation. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, I was feeling good about it until you said that there's a tornado headed for your house. And now I'm not <laughs> as okay about recording today. Yeah. So yeah. as well, we say this, if Kat disappears... Uh, she She's has gone she into has the universe. had a Wizard of Oz moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what's happening in Nashville right now? Well, our our listener Jen would be so thrilled if I had a Wizard of Oz moment, and I was like, oh, uh, "What is it? Click my heels and say, what does she go? Uh, Beetlejuice, no like- Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. No Beetlejuice. wrong movie. No place." <laughs> <laughs> Nice way to get some Halloween in there, though, Sarah. Wink, wink. Yeah. Okay, so you're you're currently having a tornado in Nashville. Is that what's happening before we move on? <laughs> yeah. No. It, it, so basically, um, for the past couple of days in Nashville, the weather has been like in the high 70s. And today it got all the way up to like 81 or something like that. Mm. And I can't wait to watch the weather tonight because Lisa Spencer is going to be like oh, on Lisa. point. Oh, Lisa. <laughs> Come on. I, I love my Lisa Spencer. And so um, anyway, uh, she informed us that this afternoon there was going to be a front moving through. And as you guys probably all know, when there's a cold front and a warm front comes through that usually creates a weather event quote unquote and so right now in nashville we are having a weather event what that means for me is it's kind of sprinkling outside and it's really really dark outside and bell bell is licking her peanut butter mat oh my gosh Um, that's not what i thought you were gonna say i was gonna hear something else 
Belle was licking her peanut butter mat. She did say her, but... <laughs> oh, although I think you've changed Belle's pronouns, haven't you? Oh, that's true. Oh, yes, yes. I had to change Belle's pronouns. We haven't talked about this. We haven't. No, we haven't. Well, we have. Yeah, we have. But we have not talked about this publicly. Okay, for all of you parents out there who feel like you might need some advice from Cat and Moose, who are not parents of human beings. Yeah, we're great at advice, but not at parenting. Correct. <laughs> right. I have some parenting. I have some parenting experience that I would like to share. How is that? Great. Great. Um, so I have noticed that when I speak about Bell Bell in her presence to another person, I say, well, she has been really sad since Corey is gone. Well, she does not want to go on walks anymore. She has created a hot spot on her arm where they put their, her IV in when she had to get her cyst removed. She blah, blah, blah. And whenever I talk about her to another person, she can hear me. She gets really scared and she goes and hides away. Like she knows you're talking about her. She knows that I'm talking about her. And I mean, like, hello, she lives in my household. I speak English. She understands the English language. She knows num-nums, food, treats, breakfast, special. Like she knows all the words. And so for me to think she doesn't understand what I'm saying is, is kind of ridiculous anyway. But I decided, um, thanks to the advice of a friend, like you might consider changing her pronouns. And why? Because you thought it was the, the, the she her pronouns that were bothering her. Yes. Or making her run away, uh, hide. Yes. Yeah, it was making her aware that I was talking about her and then therefore she was getting scared that she's going to yeah. get, you know, a replacement bandage or, or whatever it is. And so I have started using they and them. And how's that going? Yeah, it's good practice. It's fantastic. It Great. fits. It fits. It Give fits us an them. example. So I don't know if they know that it's almost time for a walk, but if I tell them that we're about to go on a walk, I bet they'll go if I don't use the S-H-E word. Right. And so they are more than happy to get up and go on a walk when I call them they. If anyone has <clears throat> thought if we have um, just gone off the rails, the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, we actually think it's important to practice pronouns that are not your own. Mm. And I love this cat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been great. And it makes me go like, you know, this is probably some sort of life training for something other than how to mother my dog. Um, and it's been really, really interesting because I, I forget it because I just I'm used to going she this and she that and, and blah, blah, blah. And it's really fascinating that whenever I call her her or she and say anything, she's like, oh, shit, I got to hide. I got to hide out. But if I use they or them, she's there for it. It's amazing. amazing. I love it. Good. All right. So from now on, Bell Bell is non-binary is non-binary. They them. <laughs> All right, Kat, we need your help to solve a mystery. Ooh, okay. So put on your um, your captain hat, <laughs> your inspector <laughs> okay. gadget hat. Yep, inspector okay. gadget hat. Okay, so we arrived to Colorado after one stop in Kansas, and the license plate on the back of the trailer and the license plate on my e-bike are both gone. The e-bike is connected to the back of the trailer. 
Okay. So they're right next to each other. And it has a small little license plate on it. And then the trailer's actual license plate, both gone, completely gone. What about your bike, Sarah? My bike had to be stored inside because we almost died. Well, oh, there's uh, a story we, there. That's a whole that. other story. Well, could we hear? Could we hear that story? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I got a new bike rack that uh, did all kinds of research to figure out the weight that my trailer can sustain, and then also make sure that the bike rack can sustain the weight of the bikes. All of this, anyway. We put it all on, it all works great, we get going, and we're maybe like an hour outside of Nashville going through the mountains, kind of down this hill, and the the RV just starts, just fishtailing. Looked in the back window, Kat, and it's just all over the road. And we're going down a hill, and it's getting worse, and I, I and mean- I'm- we both were like, here we go. We're dead and so are our dogs. This, Yeah, it was so, so, so freaking scary. And I kind of just like gently pumped the brakes until I regained control. And thank oh. God there was no uh, cars near me. Normally this road is very busy with traffic. And mm-hmm. um, it was, I had plenty of space to do all of the fishtailing and the slowing down and the crossing of lanes to get off the exit that just happened to be right there. And thank God. And so anyway, we pulled off. Like literally we could have died. Oh, it it was so scary. The trailer almost flipped. So what we figured out is that there was too much weight in the back of the trailer. There wasn't enough weight over the axle. And so we needed to bring one of the bikes inside and then move all of the stuff to the front. Uh, It was the first time I've put weight on the back of the trailer. And so lesson learned and it was a scary one. Don't do that, people. Wow. Um, But anyway, so we left one bike there and put one in the front to counterbalance the weight. Um, And yeah, so the bike that stayed out there had a little, just a little novelty, you know, license plate on it that just it happens to say moose on it. Moose, and it's oh, from yeah, the state of Hawaii. Yeah. Correct. Ooh. And it Someone. was paid for by myself, and I want to keep it. And it was drilled into, not drilled, but it was screwed into my bike, bolted. Like someone had to have not only a screwdriver, but also a bolt holder. That's a very professional term. Wrench. Maybe a wrench. Yeah, use what you want. But here's my question is, I immediately go to blaming people. Now, let me say this. There were (laughs) very high winds for about eight hours in the drive in Kansas. Like, really high winds. Um, And so, but I've never pictured a license plate falling off in high winds. Let alone two. So what happened? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. No, the license plates did not get ripped off by the wind, guys. Someone came and took them. Like, I know I know producer Sarah well enough to know that she's probably the person that secured those license plates. And I would also imagine, knowing Sarah as well as I do, is that she did not do a half-assed job. Right. So there's no way that wind would have taken off not one, but two plates that right. producer Sarah secured on there. So these plates were stolen. Yeah, someone stole my plate man and that's freaking ballsy because people are sleeping in an rv and you're like oh let me just take your like i just think it's so shitty yeah so i'm mad about it 
It's real shitty. Yeah. It, it's really, it's like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm the type of person who I would rather someone come to my RV door in the middle of the night nope. and say, excuse me, I am out of resources. I'm out of money. I'm out of time or I'm just a really terrible person. And I'd like to steal your license plate. Like I would rather. No, that's also unacceptable. I think 2 p.m. Yeah, right. It is unacceptable. And I'm saying I would rather that than someone creepily, sneakily, evilly mm, fair. come to my RV and go, I'm going to steal this license plate and then take the license plate off your bike, Moose. And it makes me think the Cat and Moose podcast has a stalker. Somebody's <laughs> collecting license plates. Yeah, but she's <laughs> right. Like, they were looking for the cat one, and they only found moose. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, f*** it. We're taking the trailer one. <laughs> yeah. They're like, the trailer one must be cats. Yep. I'm so freaking mad about it. Yeah, I'm mad about it, too. And it's not okay. And so, what, what have you guys taken any steps toward, like, um, have you called the... Well, no, cat, because I'm still mad. And I need to stay mad for a minute before I actually resolve the problem, you know? Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I wish you could just like Google things like this. Like what happened to my license plate? <laughs> that would <Like>, be great. <laughs> In heaven, will we have a massive Google yeah, you'll machine? You'll just know. I think you'll just know. Like it'll just be like, oh, I, now I know I what need to happens. find this. Yes, exactly. You'll... You'll be sitting in the movie theater of heaven with your popcorn and your feet propped up and your body, yeah. first of all, will have no pain. So that'll be amazing. Oh, that's and then amazing. all of a sudden it'll be like today's feature presentation. And then it will show you what happened to your license plate. Well, hold on. That brings back some religious trauma of the whole, like, Ooh. you're going to watch your life with God there. Oh, and I pictured it being like God and like my mom and my grandma Clyde and, you know, like nobody that I want to see the bad parts so of my life. And so I just picture like, you know, it's sort of like watching a movie with sex scenes with your family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, what if it was more like a yeah. jukebox, though? Like just audio only? You can select your own files. Of like, hey, I would oh. like to share this memory. Like what if it was like a YouTube jukebox? Oh. oh, so it's like you got to pick the memory and you got to see the video and the audio. It makes me wonder, Moose, like I immediately go into like somatic, like integrative body stuff. And I want to really I want to talk about this anger and I want to talk about your religious trauma. Can we have that conversation right now or is it too personal? Heck yeah, let's do it. I'm up wow. for any kind of free therapy. I'm up for paid therapy. So if I need to. <laughs> I need to Venmo you afterwards. It might, it might be worth it. Great. There's this website called catandmoosepodcast.com where you can sign up to be a patron, Moose, and you can pay. Uh, you're signed up like three times. I am. I am. I'm about one third of our patrons. She needs extra therapy. Yeah, we should give you extra videos throughout the week. All right. Therapize me. Okay. So I would love if you are willing um, for you to close your eyes. Okay. I would love for you to just notice your breath. Don't change anything. Just notice your breath going into your lungs, leaving your lungs. And I would be curious if you'd be willing to touch base with the anger that you said you had, that before you can solve a problem, I need to be angry. And 
once you've touched base with that anger, can you tell where that anger might be sitting in your body? Yeah, it's under my sternum in the middle Mm. of my chest. Okay, it's under your sternum in the middle of your chest. And and what kind of posture? I said sitting, but that's really an assumption. Like what is what kind of posture does that anger have? Oh, it's like bubbling like the top of a volcano. Mm. So that place beneath your sternum that's angry is bubbling like the top of a volcano. So if that anger were to express itself as a sound, does anything come up for you? (laughs) Yeah, the first thing that comes up is just like a piercing screaming sound. Like, but pissed, like angry. Mm -hmm. Like, you remember Mm -hmm. I told you like that time I was in my bathroom and I like gutturally yelled, (laughs) like obviously the license plate represents something more. But when mm-hmm. I think about the idea of the way that uh, the religious trauma was presented to mm-hmm. me, especially at a young age. Mm-hmm. So let's just take that one example of, mm-hmm. you know, there's a God on high who, you know, sort of like Santa Claus. When you're bad, you get in trouble. <laughs> and not only that, you better be good because all of your elderly family members and God are going to watch your life at the end and you better keep your shit together. So he's, he's making a list and he's checking it twice and he's <laughs> yes. going to find out if you're naughty or nice. Yes. Santa yeah. is also God apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, that sound that came to your mind, is it something that you feel like in your current environment where you are in Sarah's RV in Uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, and here with me and with the safety of our patrons and our listeners, are you willing to make that sound? (laughs) Please. I would invite everybody to to now plug their ears. Okay. Am I really going to do that? (laughs) Just give us your best. I'm just asking if you're willing. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so, so great. That was amazing. It felt great. Oh, I was also very scared. Like it could have been a horror film. <laughs> it could have been someone's murdering uh-huh. me, which might be the same thing. I just didn't overthink it. I just went with what was there. Mm. <sighs> I'm impressed. I could not have done that myself. Thank you. I used to do that in the car when I was by myself. Mm. Can you imagine being next to someone and you just happen to glance over <laughs> at the right time and there's just this woman screaming at the red light, losing her fucking mind? What would you think? Like, first thought. I would say, God God bless her, man. Cat. Yeah, I, 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 if you would have asked me a few years ago, I would have thought, what the f*** is wrong with that person? Like, this is not okay. Like, she's not okay. And now in like my present state of being, I would, I would be like, yeah, it's so good. (laughs) The weirder, the louder, the better. (laughs) Back back to our session. If everyone could just focus on me for a minute. 
Okay. Let's, let's go back. Let's go back to our session. So in letting that sound out, which by the way, I found really beautiful and really cathartic as well. Has the anger changed, um, anything about its composition, the bubbling over like a volcano where it is in your body, or is it still the same? No, I, I definitely feel better. I feel less suffocating, suffocated. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I feel better. Oh, I love that. I'm so, so glad that that seems like there's a little bit of relief there. Like, that's fantastic. Yeah, for sure. And so, and so now, um, when you think about he's making his list, he's checking it twice, <laughs> he's going to find out who's naughty and nice... Are you able to take that sensation and separate it from maybe a new experience of what you think heaven might be like? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Because I know that to be true. I, I like I it's not like I'm still stuck in that view of God. I think I'm stuck in the anger that people present that. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You know, yeah. and so yeah, I can spend more energy thinking about what God is to me and less energy being fearful about getting in trouble. Okay. So if you were to take that kind of visual that, that you created in your mind and you were to move it to some place still in your body, where could that kind of old memory, where, where could that sit for a moment? In my colon. Ooh, in your mm. colon. Okay. You need some colon broom. I need, <laughs> I need a cleanse. cleanse. I need a scrub. <laughs> 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 That's what I need is another, a sweep, a new sweep. Okay. And are you willing to do another kind of sound type exercise? Sure. Okay. As long as I don't have to scream again. I mean, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna I in- had to come out of screen for just a moment during the end of that session because I was laughing so hard. At, I just remembered where we were and like, I've got a window cracked and it's midday here in Fort <laughs> Collins, Colorado at a KOA. And then out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I just kept repeating it in my head over and over. Well, I just pictured a woman like knitting outside, <laughs> reading by the campfire, enjoying her thing, and then hearing like a blood curdling <laughs> scream. Like I would have grabbed my my knitting materials and run my ass inside of my RV. Oh my god! Okay, let's okay. go back We're to back. the next sound. I just had Amazing. to. I, had I to saw pre- you laughing, but I didn't know what that was about. I had to pre uh, prepare myself for the next sound. Okay. Whatever it may be. I can't wait either. Okay. <laughs> so so you guys are familiar. We've done the eight silken movements of um, Qigong before called Pao Dan Gum. And one of the movements is called punching with angry eyes. And, oh, yeah. and I'm, I'm going to stand up. I remember this one. You did this with me. So it's like, bah, 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 bah. Yeah. yeah. So you, you remember, you yes. remember this, right? Okay, one of the ways that you can do that exercise, um, and maybe it's because you're in an, in an environment that makes it necessary, is instead of doing loud, like, bah, 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 you can go, 
you can do slow and guttural without having to be as loud, but still with as much energy. So what I'm going to invite you to do is if you'd be willing to maybe step back from your mic a little bit, just get really comfortable in your body moose. And I would like for you to consider as you push forward with your right fist, making a noise that feels okay with the environment that you're in and for you to push that feeling, that remembrance of the Santa Claus and God feeling right out your colon. What if it really comes out? Well, then, then that makes a whole lot of room for a new experience of that's God. Why put, that's why I put it there. I thought, well, it's quicker to the exit. Oh, <laughs> oh, that don't good. get a hemorrhoid. Oh. Yeah, don't get a hemorrhoid or a hernia. <laughs> right. Careful, guys. Everyone be careful. Oh, thank you for that. I didn't know I was dealing with so much. Yeah, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. Thanks for taking time to do a little integrative body work with me on the podcast. So, you know, we're always talking about ways to take care of our bodies. Um, Mm -hmm. And my sister sent me this article from The Guardian that she said would be perfect for the podcast. And I said, oh, your timing is impeccable because we're recording today. So she or sorry, this article is entitled world's dirtiest man. Oh, and he was 94 years old and he died in Iran a few months after his first wash. Oh, okay. So he didn't wash for 94 years. No, he didn't wash. I think for over 30, but let me read this to you. So an Iranian hermit nicknamed the world's dirtiest man for not taking a shower for more than half a century, 50 years, has died at the healthy old age of 94. Erna News Agency reported that Amal Haji, an endearing nickname for an elderly person, died on Sunday in the village of Dejga in the southern province of Fars. He was covered in soot and living in a cinder block shack and was reported by local media not to have bathed with water or soap in more than 60 years. Villagers said he had experienced emotional setbacks in his youth that led him to refuse to wash. In 2014, the Tehran Times reported that Haji would eat roadkill, smoke a pipe filled with animal excrement, and believe that cleanliness would make him ill. And (laughs) I got to show you this part real quick. They have a photo of him. And Kat, you'll just love this because we love anything that doesn't fit with culture. But check this out. For our listeners, I'll tell you what we're looking at. This is um, this photo. These are photos of him. And And in this photo, he's smoking five cigarettes at a time. Whoa. Wow. Look at those hands. And look at his hands. Like, he almost kind of looks like a lizard. (laughs) (laughs) He's got five cigs and lizard hands. (laughs) That's amazing. We'll definitely post this picture. But look at how his... 
arms and legs. Isn't that interesting? Because yeah. it makes me think this is what, um, you know, people in centuries before us that have lived. I can't imagine. I know I'm not saying they didn't bathe, but it's just so fascinating. Maybe it wasn't as common. Well, on the river, maybe. Yeah. I mean, so basically what I'm seeing is I'm seeing this man's left hand holding five cigarettes, like all stacked together in yep. a line. And they all have like multiple, like half inch long, like, like ashes on the end. And they kind of look like those long, thin capris. Yeah. You know, remember yeah, those yeah. cigarettes yeah. that were like super long and thin? It, it looks like those. And I love that this guy is just bucking all things like appropriate and traditional. Yeah. Like this guy is the embodiment of be your own snowman. I completely agree. And, you know, obviously, you know, you know, in one of these articles, it mentioned there might have been a reason of why he chose not to bathe. But it it's it's had me thinking. I read this article or I saw this post recently that said up to 90 percent of all illness and disease is directly connected to stress. And I'm just like recognizing this guy may have something figured out like yes he's a hermit so check box me too um he doesn't love to bathe i mean i do bathe but um honestly i i'm really thinking he's got this shit figured out more than we do Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that he does too. Like, I'm thinking that um, I, I know for me, like COVID really taught me that like I can dress comfortably every day. I don't have to put makeup on every day. I cannot shower for multiple days in a row. And I got to a place where I would shower for two things. I would shower for one, if I had a practicum that I was working on, like somebody's body who I was working on, because I felt like it was only appropriate for me to be clean. Um, um, and, and then my second criteria is I would shower or get clean if I was receiving a bodywork session. Cause I also felt like that's just like a nice thing to do, you know, it's like be clean for the person. But there were times during COVID where I would go five and six days without taking a shower. Yeah. And you didn't die. Did you? I didn't die. And I actually think that that mentally and emotionally, I'm a lot more healthy now than I was pre COVID. And I'm not going to say that it's all attributed to that. But I, I also think that like, being able to individuate, like being able to be who you are in your mm-hmm. own body and in your own skin, there's something really powerful about that. Mm-hmm. And while this guy's example might feel extreme to our current Western society, it's really a beautiful example of, hey, like you be you, man. And and if that is comfortable for you, that's great. What I'm curious about is why did he bathe? Mm. Because it probably did cause him to die. Like, what? Why did he bathe? I, that's that was my question too, and I I didn't find that. So, I will dig a little more and see if I can wrap back around. Because that, what would make him decide that he finally needed to do that? Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Unless there was know. some sort of medical thing um, where, you know, they encouraged it. You know, did he have some sort of? Yeah. Did he go to the hospital and need it? I don't know. But that was my question, too, is like, what made him decide to finally bathe? Hmm. 
Yeah, I'm I'm super curious about that as well. And it, it reminds me a little bit of something that um, I learned about. I had um, dinner this past week. Um, one of my clients released a record that we've been working on for almost 18 months. And we had a big like celebration dinner around it. And um, we worked with a creative team called the Matulas. Hmm. And it's a husband-wife team that does all things like photo, video, branding. Like they're just absolutely phenomenal and brilliant. And, um, I'll post a link to their, uh, website in the notes of this week's episode, but I was talking, uh, with the Matulas at this dinner and, you know, we were just, you know, broaching all kinds of subjects. And one of the things that came up is the idea of letting your hair down. Mm. And do you guys know like the genesis of letting your hair down, like where Mm -hmm. that phrase even comes from? No, but I want to hear. Okay, so I guess like back in the 1600s, it was very appropriate for women to have very long hair and for women to put their hair up so tightly and in such a way that at times the the hair bun or, or configuration that they would create with their hair could be as much as two feet tall, like the size of my new acupressure dude friend, who, by the way, we <laughs> did not name last week. Um, and, and they would put feathers and flowers and different kind of decorations in their hair as like a symbol of being kind of high society. And so whenever said woman would like come home from said public occasion where she had her big updo um and so she would take her hair down and that's where the phrase came from and basically like the idea was like i finally have freedom yeah i am not caught up into all of what society and other people expect of me by having this two foot tight hair bun with feathers and flowers and shit on my head and I finally get to be free and let my hair down and this guy really seems to to be an inspiration of that that idea I love that and why the hell look here's the thing if I I immediately I I came in here angry I think but here's my thought on that hairdo and letting your hair down anything that liberates you do it Mm. yep if yeah. you feel like that putting your hair up in a in a honey bee beehive, what is that thing called? A beehive? <laughs> a beehive. <laughs> if you want a yeah. beehive and you want to pen some butterflies to it, all all power to you. Yeah, you go B fifty twos yourself all day long. Hell yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. If that's your thing and you're doing it for you, do it. But the minute we start doing things because we are trying to fit in or trying to um, honestly hide parts of us. It's like, no, choose to let your hair down. I love that. Yeah. Had no idea where that came yeah, from. Yeah, me either. And I, I thought it was a really cool conversation that I had with the Matulas and I was, I was excited to share it with our listeners. And it just really, to me, became like a metaphor of like, gosh, like whatever you need to do to be free. Like, I hope you get to do that. I hope you get to, if you can't do that in your everyday work life, first of all, maybe consider altering your job situation but if that's not an option at least like when you get home like be free you know let your hair down and yeah don't bathe or wear your i'm regine and willie t-shirts or your hoodies or your you know beanies or whatever it is like you be you man yeah you know it's interesting sarah's cousin was in town visiting a couple weeks ago and um one of the things that she talked about is she just got a promotion um at, at a different company. Like she's going from one company to another and it's a really prestigious job and all these things. And, um, 
And she was talking about how she had used a form of her name in order to kind of be corporate, if you will. Like it was a more mm-hmm. corporate version of your name. So if her mm-hmm. name was Kat, she would go by Catherine. I'm not going to mm-hmm. share what her name is, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. And she just was like, really, it was interesting to watch her thinking process when she was thinking about what she was going to go by at this new job. Mm-hmm. And she chose the most authentic to who she is. Yeah. which Yeah. Which I loved. And I don't know. It just makes me think like that idea, the Martha Beck, you know, what gives you, what brings you integrity? Like, where is that for you? And mm-hmm. how can you incorporate that into mm-hmm. every part of your life? Yeah. Like Bell Bell, she's choosing her own pronouns. I love that. I love that. Bell Bell is like a shiny example. She's choosing <laughs> her own pronouns. Mm-hmm. And I would love to hear from our listeners, Moose. Like, I would love to hear, like, what is it in your daily life that you are doing to be more you? What is it that you're doing to have um, closer integrity of self that you feel like you're getting to be you? Like I said to someone the other day, I really love that in in my bodywork situation that I get to fully be fully authentically who I am. And this person said to me like, well, what does that mean? And I said, well, I don't have to wear makeup. I don't have to quote unquote, look a certain part. Like I get to wear my comfy James purse pants and my comfy I'm a Jean and Willie t-shirts and the people who come to see me know me as that. And that authenticity is part of what they resonate with. Mm -hmm. You know? And, and she said, well, I don't understand why you can't do that. Like in your, in your, you know, regular full-time job. And I said, well, it's not that I can't, it's that I've chosen not to for so long that I've set an expectation that when I show up backstage at a concert, that I look a certain way and I act a certain way and I, my appearance is a certain thing. And, um, and it's been a really interesting exercise for me to go, how do I incorporate Mm -hmm. the freedom that, that I feel when I'm working with my bodywork clients into when I'm working, um, in, in the music industry. And, and so I've been incorporating little things step by step to try and do that. And it's really been liberating and it's really been fun. And I have found that nothing is changing except my personal happiness. That's great. Yeah. Right. And guess what else is changing? The dis-ease inside of you, the potential illness that you are choosing to walk away from, like we talked about. Praise and, you know, I, I saw an interview it was just a snippet on Instagram of, I can't remember who it was interviewing Martha Beck, but he asked the question, what do you do for people who don't have the financial capabilities to get out of the job they hate? What do you do with the people who are in um, an unhealthy relationship and don't feel safe to get out? You know, and and the whole point was Mm -hmm. the goal is to align with your integrity and what works for you. And And I've heard, you know, her share different sort of answers to that question. But the one she picked this time around was um, the metaphor of Monte Cristo and how apparently he carved his way out of somewhere with a spoon and her prison prison, uh, with a spoon. And her whole point was one scoop at a time. Right. Mm, And, you know, I um, Liz Gilbert in one of her books talks about it might have been Eat, Pray, Love talks about having like this jar where she just puts money away for mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, dollar here, dollar there. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember her telling a story live at an event where 
someone had come up to her and said, um, Hey, I just want you to know I was a mom of a single mom of four kids, you know, on a very small salary, but I found ways every week to put a little bit in that jar. And next week, my last kid graduates and goes to college and I'm doing an around the world trip. Wow. Like she, because every week for 20 plus years, Raising her kids as a single mom, she just was like, I'm putting another dollar away. I'm mm-hmm. putting in another dollar away. Man. And if we can look at those changes that need to be made, sometimes we get so overwhelmed with, you know, I mean, I have one in my own life that one day I'll share the whole spectrum of it. But I have this, I think we all have the one thing, right? That it's like, how do I overcome this? Yeah. And if we can look at it as not, the final end and it seems so far away, but what can I do today? Like you said, Kat, mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to go to this event and only wear, um, eyebrow makeup. I'm only yeah. going to fill in my <laughs> eyebrows instead yeah. of doing the whole thing. You know, yeah. Yeah. it's like, that is one step closer to our piece. Yeah, it, it really is. And it reminds me of this thing that I learned about this week. Have you heard about the Robbins effect? No, but tell us. Okay, so the Robbins effect is something that um, has really influenced um, musical theater over the years. So there's this guy named Jerome Robbins, who was a dancer, choreographer, all kinds of things. And one of the things he's um, best known for is his choreography for West Side Story. And you guys have seen West Side Story, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that he did is he told the different members, you know how the West Side Story has like gangs? There's like the one gang and then the other gang. Um, He would not allow them during their off time, during rehearsals, during practice, during the show, um, being on stage, he would not allow gang members from one gang to personally interact with gang members from the other gang. That's cool. So he like created a true animosity between the two gangs on stage so that what they were portraying to the audience felt more authentic. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that that he has done time and time and time again is he has basically said, like, don't be dancing for the audience. Don't be dancing for what you think people expect you to do. What mm-hmm. he says is he says, what I want you to do is I want you to do the thing that is the most appropriate for the scene and for the moment. Mm-hmm. So again, it's the idea of going like, let's, let's back off from what our expectations are. Let's back off from what we think, quote unquote, the people want or the audience wants. And let's be authentic to the moment. I am finding a thread throughout everything we're talking about, Moose. I completely agree. And I'm going to thread it some more for you, Kat. Okay. Come on, sewer. There is no reason for us to do anything but chase our own peace and our own integrity because a giant asteroid killed all of the dinosaurs. Hmm? <laughs> am, I, am I supposed to feel hopeful? Yeah, I'm saying we're going to die is what I'm getting at. So you might as well enjoy this life, right? <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, in yeah, all very, seriousness, very like, <laughs> one, one moment can take it all out is what I'm getting at. And even yeah. if we have to watch a movie, but I don't think we're going to with God and our elderly relatives, 
I believe that, or I have to choose to believe, let me say that, for my own sanity, that showing up as my fullest self is is creating its own tsunami effect <laughs> in the world because when I'm brave enough, then you can be brave enough and That's vice right. versa. That's right. Yep. I think, I think you need to full on preach moose. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you, Sarah, if you would be willing to do it is, um, as we close this episode is I would love for us to end this episode, hearing a little clip of George Harrison's give me love. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. Because he's basically saying like, give me love, give me peace, give me a life unburdened with the stresses of the things that life brings. And Mm. a dear friend and listener shared that song with me today. And I was like, man, what a great message to share with Mm. everybody. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love it. Look, we can create our own little tiny revolution in the Cat and Moose podcast realm of listeners where each of us wake up every morning and no matter where we have to go to work, we decide in our minds that we are here for a reason. We are allowed to take up space. And and guess what? There's going to be people who love us for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Yep. And those are our people. That's right. That's right. And everyone else, like... Go with God, man. I don't know. You might need to scream like I screamed mm-hmm. just a few minutes ago. I don't know. You 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 might need to be converted to what the Church of Catterday Saints, <laughs> <laughs> the Church of the Cat and Moose podcast. <laughs> and I'm I'm just curious, Moose, if you're willing, could we circle back around to um, that sensation that moved down into your colon? Um, is it still there? I just went to the bathroom. So we're we're solid, we're good, and it's out. <laughs> and this, ladies and gentlemen, is a great example of the power of integrative body work. <laughs> um, it has minimized. It feels like a tiny kidney stone now and less of a roaring volcano. So okay. the good news is it's not at my kidney. It's in my colon. So I think it's going to pop right out any Great. moment now. Yeah. I'm um, going to encourage you to put your thumb right inside like of the area that's at your first finger bone. That's like, if you do the muscle like this and make it super squishy, like yeah. get right up there against that bone and tuck up under that bone. Okay. That's a good make you shit point. That's large oh. intestine four. Y'all try this. We can all be regular at the same time. Yeah, we can all poo-poo at the same time. Love you, Moose. Love you too, Kat. Love you, Sarah. Love you guys. We love you too, listeners. Bye, everyone. Special thanks to our producer, Sarah Reed. To find out more, go to catandmoosepodcast.com. Production.